Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Partner Buzz, the AWS partner-focused podcast in Australia and Aotearoa, New Zealand. My name is Richard Wilmot, and in addition to being your host for today, I'm a partner management solutions architect here in Sydney. Partner Buzz is a podcast series for people in both technical and business leadership roles within our AWS partner network community throughout the ANZ region. We'll be taking a deep dive into a wide range of topics to better inform and we hope also entertain our community as we build together for our joint AWS customers. Today, I'm joined by Kelly Griffin. You may be familiar with Kelly from other episodes of Partner Buzz, and Kelly joins us from the ANZ Partner Sales team and works closely with our teams across the SMB segment. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Richard, um, once again, and, and thank you for everyone else listening in as well. I'm really excited about what we're going to have a chat about today. Fantastic. And today we're going to be taking a deep dive into a really important topic for our partners, and that's case studies. Um, case studies are something we're all familiar with, but really we'd like to get to the bottom of what makes a good one. So Kelly, as a partner sales manager, give us a you know, 50, 50,000 meter view of exactly <laughs> why, why case studies? Why, why, do we, why do we do them? Who are we creating them for? Yeah, it's a really good point. So I think you know, if you think about case studies as, as stories, essentially, that tell um, the readers or, or the viewers, whatever type of case study that you're doing, because you can do like a written form of case study, you can do mm-hmm. a video form of case study, for example, but it's a story. It's a story that tells um, everybody that, that's reading or listening to it um, what the, an outcome for a, a customer was and, and how it was achieved and, and some of the, uh, the, the challenges that were addressed, the, the outcomes that were, were made and, and things like that from mm-hmm. a, a customer's perspective. Um, and now the audience could be multiple different people, right, depending if you're, if you're um, presenting that to AWS, for example, or you're presenting that to a customer. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of things that we, we get to unpack in this one today. Nice. To start with, let's talk about who we created them for. Um, yep. Often I think a lot of a lot of us think about uh, case studies as being probably a PR or a marketing exercise. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I think it's important about using them to document what we've done and mm-hmm. to share learnings as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we love case studies within within AWS, for example, and we use case studies all of the time. And they're part of learning material for us as well. Mm. So for us, uh, you know, when we're talking to our customers or we're talking to partners, for example, we'll always tell a story um, yeah. because stories are far more relatable to customers than dry figures or facts, for example. Yeah. Um, they they provide, I suppose, more of an emotional attachment um, mm. because they're relatable. And, and that sort of you know, information that you can share down to a customer, for example, is hugely impactful. It demonstrates so much capability, so much understanding, that emotional attachment again as well. You, you need all of that. Let's, let's circle back to that point about being memorable. And I think mm-hmm. um, certainly having, having worked with partners over the years helping, helping craft case studies, mm-hmm. sometimes we see... Uh, case studies that really kind of fail to miss the mark. And those are sometimes Mm -hmm. those very incredibly detailed or dry case studies that really read a bit like a blow by blow account, as opposed to really focusing on what that story needs to look like. Yeah, completely agree. Um, You know, you need to sort of think about what a story is or the art of storytelling, right? Because it's, Mm -hmm. it's essentially describing and crafting it that compelling and engagement, uh, sorry, that compelling and engaging narrative. 
So yep. you sort of want to take people through a journey. You don't want to just jump in and go, we did X, we did Y. we And list out all know, the facts. List everything out. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. You want to you want to build up the story, right? So you want to. There's characters. There's there's scene setting. There's all of this stuff that goes into into traditional storytelling. Mm. Um, that your case studies then become far more interesting and and far more impactful. And we can talk about you know those different uh, components in a moment as mm. well. I think the impact is critical, and that memorable component is really critical because fundamentally case studies are almost like a form of currency i think if we can mm. if we can communicate really effectively to our account teams using a mechanism of that storytelling they can then go and tell that story on your behalf with their customers too isn't that the case oh 100% like if you think about like if you're a, a partner and obviously the audience is our partners you know when you're talking to aws talk to us like you're we're an extension of the sales teams right so mm-hmm. engage us in a way that tells the story of the things that you do and the, the outcomes that customers have achieved because you were there this goes back to you know value proposition and things like that mm-hmm. it telling a story to our sales team is something that we will we will remember what we won't remember is facts and dry figures we won't re- remember the exact detail of exactly what you did and um, but what we will remember and what we will be able to then part um yeah you know, um uh, i suppose send off to our customers and, and talk to our customers about is the things that you did and the why you did it and the mm. story that you were able to craft and, and communicate back to us. That's far more compelling mm. than saying, we do this, we do that, we do why. That's not relatable, but a story and, is. And that's actually a really critical point, I think, because a lot of partners view their communication with AWS sales teams as being marketing and they provide them with marketing content almost <laughs> as if they, they're selling to us. Now, obviously, yes, there's a component of that, but I think it's really important for folks to, to, to understand that by educating rather than selling to AWS sellers, mm-hmm. they can then go forth and actually advocate on your behalf with, with, with customers. So we actually can put together the right yeah. customers and the right partners together as well. And I think yeah. a point that you and I spoke about previously is that case studies aren't actually about selling you. They're really telling a story of why you. Take us through that, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the why, right? Because if, if you, it, this is a really insightful bit of information, right? Because that's exactly how we talk to our customers, right? So we, we always, you know, try and understand our customers' challenges and we work backwards from their challenges and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we, the way that we craft and, and talk to our customers and provide credibility and, and show demonstrated experience and, and skill and, and knowledge around this area is by telling a story. Mm-hmm. We won't go to them and say, oh, we've, but you know, you should migrate to AWS because you've, because we've got X amount of EC2 instances and we can yeah. run all the 240 plus services. We don't talk about that. What mm-hmm. we do talk about is the outcomes we've been able to, to deliver across thousands of different customers mm-hmm. that demonstrates capability. And we do that through stories. Right, we do that through case studies. So everything that we talk about internally and everything that we talk to our customers about is generally through storytelling and through case studies. Yeah, because really I think that case study isn't really about how good you are. It's really because fundamentally no. all of our partners are super skilled. They invest heavily in, in skills, training, and, and education. It's mm-hmm. really about that customer success that the customers achieve because you were there, isn't it? 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's the beauty of doing a case study. It mm. demonstrates through the through a story the value that the customer, uh, uh, you know, um, achieved because you yeah. were there. They can now do something because you were there, right? And that something is always a business outcome. It's not, mm. oh, they can now, you know, spin up 50 EC2 instances, you know, in a day. Mm. Why do they do that? Like yeah. tell the story about the why and the business outcome. That's so much more compelling uh, and so much more interesting for us. So the important factor really is making sure that there's that important customer challenge that's very well defined at the beginning because really that challenge is what your next customers, other customers will will relate to because that's yep. that compelling reason, isn't it, that why it's got to focus not on you but that customer outcome right from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And that that comes down to the different components of a story, right, and, and mm. the way that you're sort of crafting your, your case study setting the scene, right? So set the scene by describing that context in the background. So what's mm. the customer challenge? The customer challenge isn't they want to migrate to AWS. Yeah. No, that's the first part. That's that's the, you know, the how they're going to be yeah. able to do the why. So set mm. that scene right up front. Customer has a challenge of X. They need to be able to do X, Y, Z. Mm. That's what you want to be able to do. The 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 next part of that is they can't do these things, which is like conflict and resolution, right? So mm. think about the conflict. So build up a bit of conflict within within the story, right? A customer's challenged with X, Y, Z. They can't do that, which means they're missing out on X, Y, Z. They're missing out on these things. They can't deliver why. They can't forecast. They can't provide a personalized experience, mm. whatever it is. Then you go through the journey. Now we talk about how we got them there. That's the cool part. It's really, I think, key because customers are looking to buy that outcome, not a service. And I'm reminded of that anecdote that you you often tell me is that you might walk into a hardware store to buy a drill, but it's not really because you want to buy the drill. It's because you need to drill a hole in something, but you can't Mm -hmm. buy the hole. So you need to buy the drill that makes the hole. And I think hence you see all those infomercials. And that's a great story, which I I just wanted to share because it's really not about the drill, is it? And it's 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 about that outcome. Yeah. So let's... um, Let's move on to to structure of stories. Um, I, sure. I, I took the liberty of looking up on the internet uh, that that font of knowledge we'll have, and mm-hmm. I found this great quote which talked about the five components of a story structure are the characters, the setting, the plot, the conflict, and the resolution. These essential elements keep the story running smoothly and allow the action to develop in a logical way that the reader can follow, and the characters are the individuals that the story is about. And that's a great yep. quote that I found. And I think that resonates really closely with what you're talking about in terms of that conflict and the setting, et cetera. And having this familiar logical structure that we're all very mm. familiar with because, you know, we've been telling stories as a culture for forever. Um, it makes sense, right? And we yep. need to then think about how we map these case studies to this format to be compelling and logical as well, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think once you start to set it out in this type of format as well, you know, Mm. when we talk about the character development through this, when we talk about setting the scene, conflict resolution, journey, and so on and so forth, Mm. not once are we saying in in there, we did X, we did Y, you know, we do all the things, you know, you and I talk about that all the time. This is all about the customer, right? This is Mm. all about the customers trying to do X, Y, Z. Um, They couldn't, you know, achieve this, which is then slowing down their ability to do these things for their customers and so Mm. on and so forth. So then you take them through the journey. The journey is probably the most informative part. 
doesn't mm. need to be dry and it's not about facts or figures. It's about how you how they went through this process. And this is where you can start to talk about, you know, you a little bit, but think about, you know, the strategies that you implemented, the obstacles that were overcome. This is what customers want to know about. And this is yeah. what, you know, us as AWS love to, to, to talk about as well. Not every you know, thing that we do uh, or not everything that a customer does is, is rosy and works first time. So mm-hmm. talk about those obstacles because they're so relatable to other customers because they'll go, we're having that same problem. They How great do we learning not moments, have that they? problem? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, uh, that's amazing, actually, because certainly we can kind of think about mapping those five-story elements fairly simply, character being the customer, um, yep. setting, that's the particular business challenge they have, plot is really what partners need to do to achieve that. But then that conflict yep. element, you know, that the how, uh-huh. it's it's clearly, although your next customer might not have the exact same business challenge, a lot of those conflict elements will be very clear points on which to, to latch onto that story and actually make it relatable, won't they? Yeah, definitely. Because that's where, you know, you're presenting those difficulties that were encountered um, and it builds that conflict and it builds the the, the emotional connection mm. in, inside that story as well. So it might not be exactly the same problem, but they'll go, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's pretty similar. That sounds pretty compelling. And and let me continue on that story because I now want to know how. how. How did you overcome those obstacles? Because this is really interesting. Mm. So when it comes to character, like any good like any good story, there's got to be some character development too as we go through that case study, isn't there? It does. Yeah, there does. Absolutely. There's always, you know, different parts of a story that talk about a character and that character is, you know, either the team or an individual, for example, with their own motivations. They've got their own things that they're worried about, you know, whether Mm. it be like a a C-suite, for example, you know, they're worried about risk. They're worried about industry Mm. trends. They're worried about being disrupted and, and so on and so forth. So, by demon by articulating some of the characters and building up those characters throughout the storyline again you're building that emotional attachment yeah. to it because that next person is going to read it and go yeah oh, i have the same problems that's that's me is what is really what we want to respond get that Correct. response to nice yeah. and then once we've established that character development really setting an effective scene has got to be that next key point isn't it yeah, it does. Absolutely. So, you know, describing the context or, you know, where the, where the problem is or where that challenge has arose. Mm-hmm. Again, you want to understand the environment that they're in, you know, anything that's yeah. relevant um, to that particular customer. Um, industry, or that industry trends, example. backgrounds, exactly. et cetera. And that's Thank a really important, related. it's a really important point as, as we're driving uh, towards being more industry relevant to our customers, this is where mm-hmm. unpacking the the setting is is actually even more important than when we were just talking about generic services in a case study because really it's about the demonstrating that we've got deep understanding of what that context of that industry yeah. challenge is because really those are the learnings that our next customers are hoping to hoping to achieve and overcome from from reading that case study aren't they? Oh, I completely agree. Customers these days are looking for industry solutions. They're not looking for a service that they can bolt on. Um, we've got 240-odd services, right? but what they're looking for is an industry solution that's going to meet the demands of whatever they're, they're, they're faced within that industry. It shows credibility. So if you can mm. demonstrate through setting the scene what is the industry challenge that's being yeah. brought up or, and how are you solving that, it shows that you understand that industry and you yep. understand it well. Because your customers are ultimately looking to buy the benefit of your hard-won experience. Correct. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's your value, right? Your IP is your value. Yeah. So moving through to, to things like conflict and resolution, talk us through why conflict mm-hmm. is so critical. <laughs> so think about every story, right? Every time you, you watch a movie or you read a book, there's always, there's always conflict. There's always a, a, a challenge that needs to be addressed. There's always mm-hmm. some sort of business challenge that we're, we're trying to solve for. Um, so I think, you know, you need to be able to build a little bit of tension, right? Because it shows some of the difficulties that these customers are encountering. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it shows that you understand and you relate to the customer, but you also relate to the industry and you relate to their customers' customers because mm-hmm. they're not doing things, like customers aren't doing things just for the sake of doing it. They're doing it mm-hmm. for a customer reason. So mm-hmm. understand that and understand they can't do that right now. Let's build up some tension. Let's show that there is a challenge here and let's address that challenge. And that happens because, through the journey. Yeah. Take us through that journey. What should a good journey ultimately look like in a case study? Oh, lots of things. So you want to sort of have it start to address how you overcome those challenges, yeah. right? So really upfront, address the challenges. This is how we address those challenges from a business perspective. Yes, there's a whole bunch of tech that sits underneath there. We absolutely understand that. But describe how you, you solve that challenge, the strategies that you implemented, and more importantly as well, the obstacles that you overcome. What were some of the challenges, right? Yeah. There was departmental friction. Oh, there's a bit of conflict. Cool. Great. We solve that by, you know, doing this thing. You know, we ran an EBA, for example, right? And that resolved a bunch of conflict. We did some skills transfer. That, Mm. it should be really detailed and informative because it shows how you got to that end state, right? It's it's all very well and good to say we migrated to the cloud. Okay, fantastic. That's the end point. Well, it's actually probably the middle point, really. Um, What happened during that, that, that stage to get you there, though? That's what you really want to understand. Because I think part of that journey, as it relates to that conflict, needs to clearly articulate common challenges and really reassure your future customers that you've got this. These are challenges which you have demonstrated that you can master and actually really help your customer overcome those and accelerate. Because um, every organization has its complexities. Any kind of transformation is always going to um, run up against uh, some friction. Because it is Absolutely. it is a transformation both culturally, it isn't just a technological, it's a business challenge as well. There needs to be partners who've got the skills and the capabilities to actually take our customers on that journey too. So that's why the journey has got to be really empathic. So it, it's kind of like a like an emotional and empathy tool, isn't it, a case study? Absolutely. You want to be able to evoke that emotion and that empathy through through your storytelling, right? They should feel the connection to, to the struggles because they'll go, I think you've rightly pointed it out earlier on, that's me, right? Mm. I, I, yeah, I feel that too or it's I'm in that. hasn't it? Exactly. It needs to yeah. resonate. You need to get that emotional attachment and that emotional engagement. Mm. Then they will remember it. And that's how we remember things as well because we go, wow, that, yeah, I can see where they were going and what they were trying to do. I'll remember that story. Which then brings us to one of the final elements of a good story. Is that is that resultant impact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What were those measurable results and impact to the solution? You migrated to the cloud or you did something, you went through your digital transformation. Um, I know that's a buzzword because it means lots of different things, but you did something what happened at the end of it? What, what were the measurable results? What, did, what were you able to increase or demonstrate 
um, by doing that. And that's where you get the facts and figures, right? Yeah. So right at the end, you know, we increased employee production by 25%. We, we were able to forecast seven, you know, 70%, you know, greater time for our warehouse um, stock retrieval and stuff like that. That's cool. That, that goes right at the end. So, what, so really, when, once you get these key results, uh, and I think for some of these less good, shall we say, case studies that I've read, sometimes the mm. the actions are taken as the results, but I, but obviously the actions, the activity isn't the result. It's It's got to be that mm. high impact outcome. A really good case study, I find, will take those very clear results and impact and relate it back to that initial customer story in the beginning. So it, it very right. much closes that loop. And I find that when I read a really good one, I can almost take that one-to-one mapping of, of a, a key result, mapping it straight back to that uh, customer challenge in the beginning with almost yeah. one-to-one precision. And then I feel, oh, okay, I can actually see how a particular challenge was resolved because I've folded all the way through. And now I've got a number, I've got a quantifiable outcome that I can attach to that challenge. And it, yeah. it feels really satisfying to read that story because you understand that complete circle, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And you put, you, 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 as you rightly pointed out, you're closing the loop. Like the best thing, the best ones that I've ever read, to be honest, is when I read the first paragraph and go, what was yeah. the problem? And then I'll read like the last paragraph and go, that was oh, there the it is. measurable results. Yeah, and you that's go, good. Cool. They got there. Excellent. Mm. Now let me read the rest, right? Now yes. let me see how they do that because now I'm really interested because they demonstrated that they solved that business problem right at the end state. That's a really good point as well because I find that uh, case studies – if you can build a good framework for a case study, you can use this case study for PR purposes, for for technical purposes like a competency and for internal learning, really by thinking about if you can articulate it really well so that the beginning and the end join together very cleanly. For marketing mm-hmm. purposes, you can potentially go a little bit lighter on the detail of the how in the middle so you can really articulate challenge and outcome. But then yep. for, for an APN competency, for example, you need to have far more technical detail but all you're doing is really editing out that, uh, you know, the, the the filling in the sandwich, if you like. And you've got a very great multi-purpose document, which can be used yeah. for education, training, you know, competencies, marketing, PR, etc. Which is really powerful because you've got you've got a single artifact that can go in so many different places. And the best thing as well is when you start to collate a whole bunch of different case studies, like across an industry, for example, mm. or even across your whole customer base, you can then start to pick out themes. Because they're all written the same way. You can pull the same data from the same places. Ah, that's a really great point, isn't it? I like that. It's a a really good mechanism for you to craft some anecdotal data as well Mm. because you go, you know what? We're solving this problem all the time. Consistently. Exactly. What's something repeatable that we've got that we're doing all the time that creates a solution that demonstrates industry and vertical alignment from a solution perspective? And I feel that's Super. something we're probably going to catch up in a in a future episode. But uh, that's that's essentially how you're thinking about driving that repeatability and scale, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, the language has got to be key as well, hasn't it? Once we've got a very engaging story, yeah. we've got really good language that, that that drives that compelling story, so it's relatable. It's got to be simple. It's got to be clear. Um, yeah. Then we've got to have very obvious call to action at the end of our case studies. They they need to have a purpose, don't they? They. They do, absolutely. Language is, is really interesting. I always look for things like weasel words. If you have yeah. never seen a weasel word, go and look them up because I guarantee that we always write with a bunch of weasel words. And mm. like weasel words, you know, uh, you know, it was really big 
Um, you know, how big? Really? <laughs> how big? Like it was big, right? That's, An that's important really challenge. How important? Yeah. How important? What What is it, right? So paint, uh, you want to paint a picture with words, obviously, and you want to... But a very find... specific picture too. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So be very succinct, very clear. Um, look for weasel words, um, things like that as well. There's some really good um, artifacts on the web that, that look at um, the age of the reader that mm-hmm. you're writing to. And you want to be able to write in a way that a, I think it's like a 13 or a 15-year-old can read right. it. If you do that, there's a, there's a very clear index around whether or not it's actually written well. Mm. Um, so you, because it's a case study, um, it shouldn't have you know, a bunch of technical jargon and things like that in there. Again, know your audience. Yeah, um, so yeah. that's the stuff that you can do. And I think a really good point to make is that clarity of communication is absolutely essential because potentially mm-hmm. your readers may not be reading in their first language and exactly. they're still going to be one of your customers. Absolutely. Try not to alienate any reader by mm-hmm. by being you know, too fancy with words or, or too technical um, with, with mm-hmm. your wording as well. But, yeah, definitely. So really, it's about having something which is is very authentic, really, really yeah. concise, very clear, and, and and just letting the story speak for itself, rather than trying to dress yeah. it up in in too much in too much flowery language, for example. Yeah, I, I love what you just said there, authenticity, um, because I love it when you know you're reading a story and there's a bit of transparency in there, there's a bit of honesty, there's a bit of humility that says mm-hmm. suggests things don't always go to plan and they don't always go well you know Mm -hmm. there are challenges that get brought up that's the stuff because you know once a a customer can read that a customer had a particular challenge how did you overcome that challenge because we don't want to be in the same boat yeah it's like we know exactly how to address that challenge we've got a framework we've got a methodology let us run with you we've got this yeah Yeah. i think it's really an important point about establishing your both your authenticity, but also your credibility. If you're being transparent about the challenges faced, I think often often partners are very keen to put the best foot forward and mm-hmm. paint a paint an overly optimistic picture. And I don't think that's particularly helpful, principally because you're not illustrating those learning points. And if 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 I as as a customer might be reading a case study that doesn't relate to those specific challenges and how well you solve them, mm-hmm. I might feel that you aren't perhaps as experienced as a partner who does articulate this stuff. Absolutely. I, I love it when we get to see a bit of transparency in there, mm. right? You, you want to, yeah, that humility that goes in inside a story um, certainly demonstrates a lot of that capability and, and a lot of, you know, you've got battle scars. You can you can do this. You've earned, you've earned that trust. Nice. Correct. So, so I think this is really important because having established what that really good case study framework looks like, we need to think about um, what a good case study might look, look like for potentially, say, a um, delving into technical, maybe a, a DevOps opportunity or a migrations opportunity or a security or a SaaS workload. It's really yeah. important to think about how we can take that technical domain, which is super deep, but actually identify the key challenges from each of those specific technical challenges and actually map it to a business challenge. And then part of the how becomes really mm-hmm. more about that type of technical delivery, isn't it? It absolutely does. Uh, and, and I don't think it matters whether or not it's, as you rightly pointed out, like a DevOps or a migration or a security. There's a business challenge 
that's yeah. behind all of this. Articulate what that is and articulate the obstacles that you overcome to get to that point. Um, it just so happens that there's a lens of of DevOps, right? Yeah. We, we increase the tooling or, you know, we enable security to shift left, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that is, why? What does it now allow the business to do or protect the business from? There's, mm. there's numerous ways you can tackle that. It's interesting. I find that when we when we review case studies as as we will do to to help partners through competencies, yeah. what I find is that if you can articulate very clear answers to 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 a simple checklist of questions, and I find that I start with when I'm looking looking at a case study, um, I want that case study to answer some questions. And the first is, mm-hmm. who did we do it for? So make sure we've got a very clear customer we can identify. Um, that's your character. That's your character. Then why you did what you did. And then think about what it is that you did. And this is where I find instead of jumping straight into details, it's good to have some kind of declarative statement. You know, what does the actual deliverable look like? Now, that's a great mm-hmm. place for me to find architecture diagrams, for example, because I can kind of get my head around all right. I can see what the end state needs to look like. And then if you wish to delve a little bit deeper, the question is, can you answer how you did it? Which is now the process, the engagement methodology, those obstacles along the way. And really then think about, um, as an outcome, what can the customer now do that they couldn't do before? And if I see those questions very clearly answered, linked together, as you said, um, can that why link into the the so what, uh, the now what, then I think that becomes super powerful and compelling. Exactly. Remember closing that loop on that story, right? Yeah. So going from the, that top, what's the business challenge? To now the customer can do this. It's mm. not, again, it's not the technical side. It's the business side. Yeah. And if you can understand that, you've got a really deep deep understanding around what the customer outcome is. And once you've got a well-constructed case study, you now can use that same case study for both technical business marketing promotional purposes as Correct. well, which is which is so good. So, Correct. Slight modification of the day, of of the wording. Bang, off it goes. Yeah. And then take the filling out of the sandwich or get a bit lighter and, and you're good to go, which is which is great. And then it saves yeah. so much effort as well. It also means you can oh. get really high quality technical case studies that start talking to outcomes too, which are far oh, more engaging agree. as well. Mm. Far more engaging. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we're getting very close to to wrapping up, Kelly, let's let's talk about some of the top three things that our partners can can do today to put this into action. Yeah, look, I, the first thing is probably have a look at what you've already done, um, yeah. and, and and that's just doing a quick review, right? So having a look at your existing case studies, do they do they are they compelling? Um, do they promote uh, or it, are they engaging? Do they promote an emotional attachment to them? Do they inspire? You know, yeah. when you read them, do you go, wow? I'm so proud of the fact that we did this, um, mm-hmm. but I'm also more proud to go and share this because, you know, it's going to be relatable to other customers. So, again, does it have a character? Does it have conflict? Does it have, is there a journey? You know, can mm-hmm. we close the loop on all these sort of nice. things as well? And it's not um, just a blow-by-blow account of, of what we did in the project reading like a report. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. not a dot point thing. It's not a we did this, we did this, we did this. It's like nice. where was the customer in all of that? You know, mm. if we read lots of we's um, or partner name did X, Y, Z's, you kind of then lose the customer interaction on that. So, yeah. Mm. That becomes less compelling, less relevant. Nice. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, so once our partners have reviewed those case studies, um, what next? 
Yeah, so decide what you want to do with them, right? Again, they, I think you rightly coined this is their valuable currency. So mm-hmm. decide where they're going to be shown. Now, when you get the opportunity and, you know, we encourage everyone to, to reach out and, and meet with, you know, the, our, the partner sales team, for example, to then go and communicate to, to, the, um, to the sales teams on your behalf, tell us stories. Like, get, it's fantastic that you've got all these competencies and you've got, you know, all these people certified, but we want to know stories. Tell us things yeah. that are relatable to the to the context of the customers that we are working with, right? So for myself, for example, tell me all about your SMB stories. For our mm-hmm. retail PSM, tell them all about the retail pe- um, engagements that you, you've yeah. made. Uh, but tell us the stories and things. Right. So once yeah. we've got that, what's the final thing we can do? So here's one thing that I always sort of see as well. So who's writing these, these case right. studies, right? We always see marketing write them. Now, mm-hmm. it's probably fine for marketing to do that, but it's not something that marketing should be the only owner of this. Mm-hmm. And it should come from every part of the, of the business as well. So they are a knowledge base. So use yep. them accordingly inside your organization as well, as well as to your customer base and as well as to, to AWS. So then you can start to see the different use cases and the different people mm-hmm. or owners within the organization of the partner um, that can help facilitate and, and promote these type of use cases. So if you've got use cases that are going to go to AWS, for example, that mm-hmm. might come from like either your solution architect team, um, mm-hmm. your your C-suite team, or it might come from your sales teams. So that mm-hmm. just needs to be crafted in a different way. Your marketing, you're going to have a different spin, right? Because that's a PR yeah. style document. Your internal stuff, that can be anyone, right? Yeah. Because you're using it as, as internal knowledge. Um, so yeah, I just think about... It, it should be ownership and, yeah. and things like that, but also making it part of the output of every engagement that you do because yeah. it's so valuable and that data that you're going to get, again, out of all of that, you're going to start to see themes. You're going to start to see capabilities that you may think, wow, you know what? We've got a lot of this capability we didn't see that. here. Yeah. We didn't see it. Yeah. That's a really good point because ultimately your case studies need to be generated as BAU on every engagement because it Correct. does it does provide that record, that level of insight because you're generating that insight, which otherwise is so very difficult to gain, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you don't need to write it at the end. Write it as you're going through, as right? Go. It's, a jur- mm. it's a journal. Uh, it's super useful. Like your statement of work, for example, when you're going to a customer and you're saying, we want to do this thing with That's you. That's got to be a story too, right? That has to be a story. The exact summary tells you what the business mm. challenges are. And if it doesn't have a business challenge in there, why are you there? Yeah. That's so another ultimate- story. <laughs> so ultimately, you're actually building up your case studies as you as you as you absolutely are, are progressing that engagement anyway. So yeah. you may as well just understand and be intentional. I love that that piece about ownership. I think that's brilliant, Kelly. That's been amazing. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Um, but I hope it's really given our audience some really good insights on how we can work far better to uh, to serve our joint AWS customers. Kelly, thank you so much for spending today with us. Always a pleasure, Richard, and always a pleasure to, to everyone listening as well. Thanks for, thanks for listening in. And for me, thank you, listen, thank you for listening to this episode of Partner Buzz. We look forward to joining you in our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.